Who's the person you turn to when you need advice? The person who gives you confidence and strength? The person who's been your biggest support? The person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly? For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters Podcast. Podcast. How are you? I'm I'm fine. How are you? Getting getting almost to the end. I'm very heavy, very over it, but I'm not wishing it. Too, too soon. soon, yeah, because we've got school holidays. So, yeah, but you look, you look incredible. Thank you, Ma. I just don't know. Or baby, like, yeah, one big baby, one very big baby. So, stay tuned. Find out his weight, At or the we end. can put a, a a question box a guesstimate how big he's going to be. Yes, scary. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we won't think about that now. This week we have. Britt Cohen and her mum, Lauren. Britt is the entertainment editor for Today Extra and we spoke to her just before she jumped on the plane to go up to the Logies, the Logies mm. which she was very excited about because, yes, hasn't been on for two years. Yes. And and she was doing the red carpet, yes, obviously, and for the, the Today Party. Yeah, and for, the, for Today yes. Extra. Yes. Um, yes, and... She, we didn't we didn't get the reveal of what dress, but we've seen it since. We've seen and it she since. looks stunning. Uh, yes, beautiful, Which beautiful girl. Yes, yeah, so we'll p- put up some photos of Brit in her red carpet and then also after party dress. Mm. I think That's the after party dress was my. I didn't see. I only saw the red carpet I one. I think you both. Oh, okay. I obviously didn't. <laughs> she missed didn't it. Didn't swipe swipe right. <laughs> obviously, again it was again technology. It was very Kim kind of well. I should say Marilyn Monroe esque. Oh, okay. In terms of the dress. Okay, I will. I hope Rick takes that as a compliment. Anyway, but they were just they were just lovely talking about obviously their wonderful times of. Traveling because mm. uh, Brit's mum Lauren is a travel agent, and just their wonderful trips that they've shared together. Yeah, um, and they've got just yeah a lovely bond, lovely relationship. They obviously get along extremely well. They, as I said, travel together, mm. and um, you know Lauren was talking about obviously how busy she is now that COVID is which is great for kind of a thing almost of, a thing of, of the past yes travel is definitely the forefront as I can tell from everybody on Instagram I'm not jealous at all of everybody's European vacations at the moment um, but yes she said very busy at the moment they were supposed to go to Greece it would have been amazing for them both but Britt decided to stay back for the Logies and hopefully they will get to travel together. Yeah, towards the end of the towards year. Towards the end of the year. But, yes, very excited for Lauren. She was happy to have the downtime, though. She was very happy mm. with the quiet, yes. forced quiet. Absolutely. And, yeah, just listening to Britt, you know, like starting her apprenticeship at Channel 9 and then still there 11 years later. Yeah, it's is, incredible. It's, I mean, and that is quite a career in the in in a TV industry also to be in the one channel. Oh, definitely. Yes. And you know, she's very humble in real in her approach, but she's worked extremely hard to get to where she is now and also very appreciative of what she has and yes, you can definitely tell she really enjoys what yep. she gets to do. Absolutely. No, it was very enjoyable. Yes, a lot of fun. So we'll post the photos of Brit at the Logies so you can see her amazing dress and enjoy this week's episode. So to start off with, can you both tell us a little bit about yourselves? Do you want me to go first? Okay. <laughs> um, well, I am, it's very hard to talk about yourself, actually. I, I was thinking about that before. I'm like, how do you describe mm-hmm. yourself? But I am a TV reporter. I've been at Channel 9 for 11 years, which mm. feels like a lifetime. 
And yeah, that's kind of what I do for a living. Um, we were talking about this before. I think the thing that my mum and I have the most in common is probably the fact that we love walking, we love shopping, we love eating out. Um, so we kind of have the same hobbies, I'd say. Certainly do. <laughs> yeah. Maybe indoctrinated, I'm not sure. <laughs> And um, myself, I'm a travel agent of many years as well, 40-odd years, also crazy, crazy. And I think that's given me the love of traveling and um, just mixing with different people, seeing different people from different walks of life. Um, it's really who I am, just about travel and, um, I guess, experience, experiencing things from other perspectives. Hmm. Which is, I mean, we're going to get to it a bit later, but the last couple of years would have been a really interesting shift for you, not just obviously being a travel agent and that would impact it, but also someone who is so passionate about travel to not really be able to travel. Mm. And also just then actually be in touch of, with who you actually are because, mm. you know, your, your career defines you basically. Mm-hmm. You are the travel agent, mm. and if you haven't got that, then well, who am I? What you know? What do I do? What do I do with my time? You and, know, and, and you travelled like three times a year as yeah. well. So wow! It was what you looked forward to after all the hard work that you put in with your clients. That's kind of your reprieve to go away and exactly, do Lord. something for yourself. Yeah, but it was more question also of, as I said, just redefining yourself. Like, who am I without my travel what am I mm. you know and it was that was that was quite confronting actually mm. and spending a lot of time with dad at home <laughs> yes <laughs> a lot of time with dad and myself and I had things to do per se you know yeah being driven by demands needs you know I'm, I'm driven by demands needs as I, I'm sure Brittany is as well mm. it was it was it was quite interesting to just learning how to live with your with normal time yeah. yes uh, was it, it was it was it was good. It was actually a learning curve at the same time as 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 being stressful, not knowing where, when it was going to come back and how it would come back. It was stressful, but it was actually quite liberating at the same time. Crazy thing to say. Mm-hmm. No, I guess it probably had a lot. Well, there was a lot more free time as well. You know, just to yeah, yeah enjoy you, things you know, around the house, go for walks. Exactly, normal things that normal people do. Even just spending time with my parents, lost my dad recently, but I was able to spend amazing quality time with them, which I've never ever done mm, before. Mm, you know, mm. so it was it was it was fabulous actually. On one side, on one side, yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, yeah. At least at least life is getting a bit back to normal again, which yeah. is which You're is so, so good. Now. It's crazy. Oh, really? Oh, no, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's and a lot of people. I've, lines are ridiculous. I know. There's a lot of um, people I'm unfollowing on Instagram lately because they're all traveling at the moment and it's yeah. making me real I have a lot of FOMO because I can't go anywhere anyway but um, yeah no, <laughs> definitely not and I don't have no interest in taking the kids anywhere either so. <laughs> very different experience I can imagine with kids yes yeah. it is world, yes right? yeah. it is but I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that yes travel, travel is back yeah. in a big way which is good yeah and Lauren if I can ask you what was Brit like growing up I guess when I thought about it, I guess because she's so little and petite, <laughs> I kind of felt very, she was always much more vulnerable then. I mean, as a mother and having a daughter, you're always very protective over your daughter um, in a different way that, that, that you are to your son. But she was little and petite. I always thought she was much more vulnerable. So I felt even more so protective. Uh, protected over her. We'll call that a helicopter parent. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I realise that now, but there, there was a reason. Um, yeah, she always used to call me the helicopter parent. So she was quite rebellious. So I had to sort of put in the reins a little bit, you know, keep putting in the reins. I had to be around. Um, kind of not really the daughter I thought I was going to have because I'm really. She's Such a goody too. I'm a goody too. Yeah. She's like, like speaking my daughter to be by the book, and I'm much more like my dad in that way, just a bit more outside the lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 I I obviously know you, you know, since you were young as well, and you were very confident. I mean, you always were a very confident young woman, which led you to the path, obviously, that you're doing now. Yeah. Well, I guess I always you always said that I you call it, had a command of the English language from a young age. So I she guess, did, and I, I loved public speaking all throughout school as well. And 
I felt like that's where I was most confident when I was kind of addressing a room and, and just speaking to a whole group of people. That's yeah. that's kind of where the love of, well, I guess there was the performing side as well as the public speaking mm. side because I love dancing mm. and I had that oh, in me God. as well. Yeah. And we did, I did drama, drama and I did yes. High Stedford in high school. And um, so, so I kind of tried to marry the two, I guess. Um, but, yeah, performing is kind of always something that I wanted to do. In fact, when she was a little girl, she couldn't be more than about four years old. I remember, remember having a friend over and who was an English teacher. She, I think she used to teach English as um, to overseas students. And Brit came in the one day and they had a little conversation. And this person said to me when she left the room, she said, she's beyond, she's so little, but she's so beyond her age in the way she can communicate. So she obviously had a bit of a leaning mm-hmm. already then, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, your 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 grandmother on your dad's side. Um, yeah. she was in she was an actress. Yeah, she was in musical. Oh, theater. was she? Yeah. 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 So, she was kind of a larger than life character. I'm actually not that. Um, what's I, I'm not that out there in terms of my personality. Yeah. I'd say, but when I when I am when I have to turn it on, I'm kind of I'm on. Yeah. But in my in my That's everyday life, life, I'm a little bit more relaxed and chilled. Yeah. I think she'd love to be the center of attention. Yeah, for sure. Always. Yeah. <laughs> you're like an extrovert, but intro- like you're an introvert and extrovert at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As, as you say, when you need to be on, you're on. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly right. And then I can just be relaxed when I need to be. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel on, on the podcast as well. It's n- not normal. I don't normally like meeting new people or anything like that. And my husband's always fascinated by that because he loves it. But then when I sit in front of a microphone, I'm very comfortable and I'm very happy. And so it's just, it's like maybe it's a comfort thing. I don't know. Because I also, I loved public speaking at school. It was just, it was somewhere where I felt very confident. But if someone were to point me out in a room and say talk, I'd say no. That's that's definitely not. Yeah, I guess it's just about finding the outlet that suits you, Mm. you know. I mean like you know you're confident in front of a microphone maybe you wouldn't be as confident confident on live television you know just it, it's all just the outlet I yeah definitely yeah. I know definitely not sure about live television <laughs> it does freak out most people mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> when it's you know that's the thing people pretty comfort like confident and comfortable on a podcast because you know there's an editing element to it so it's sort of yes, like yeah. if you make a mistake or say something you don't want to say it's very much editable and take and you can take it out. But live TV, it's sort of like you don't you don't have you can't that. Get it back. No, you I'm can't nervous. get it back when you end up like yeah. you know, if you make a gaffe, then you end up being on a blooper reel, which, you know, isn't ideal for Yeah. Yeah. TV. Well we were just saying we were talking about that before because I remember when my mum first used to watch me on live TV, she would, like, hide. She was so nervous. She was, like, she just couldn't handle it because she didn't know what was going to happen because there is that element of you just don't know how it's going to go or, you know, a lot of it's off the cuff. And so, Mm. yeah, I think it's taken you you a long time to get used to seeing it. Absolutely. I used to literally sit under a blanket, Mm. hiding under a blanket, thinking, yeah. <laughs> and I can say some random things. It's dangerous. Maybe I know the nature of the beast. Maybe, yeah. That's yeah. Why. Maybe that's why. she's waiting. She's waiting. She's just mind. anticipating, or she's just she taking the nervous exactly. energy, so you don't have it. That's probably what it is. <laughs> but growing up in South Africa, and then obviously moving to Australia, what do you remember of your childhood in South Africa? Well, I was very young. I was only, we moved when I was four. So I don't have much of a recollection of where we lived or our house. My mom apparently, apparently, according to her and the photos, used to throw me amazing birthday parties for the first three years of my life, which I You don't remember. Zero recollection of, but there were ponies. I'm there sure. were, oh. and there were ponies, and we come through the house oh. to get to the Oh, the really? Import these beautiful cowboy, cowboy outfits to match the, the, the you know we've been have online then, mm. and it is so upsetting that she doesn't remember <laughs> yeah. one thing. Yeah, the the <laughs> effort terrible. that you put in, it, exactly, it was yeah. for other people, not Brit. Not for her. No shame. No <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's good photos though. 
There are good photos. Yes. yes. I say, you see, you see. Yes. You I, was, yes. I was the mother that I should have been. I was going to say, probably photos <laughs> and albums that nobody looks at, but anyway. Yeah. Exactly. That's true, too. It's yeah. funny, though, but I don't think I have a great memory. I've got really good short term memory, but long term. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember much from South Africa, but I do remember the first year of being in Australia. Funny yeah. enough, but I think because it was probably such a, shock, a an impact. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I remember, you know, going to Vaucluse Primary School and our house there, and and yeah. I mean, lived there for long periods of time. Yes. Well, my mom <laughs> was at work, and I used to wait at the school gate for oh. a long time to be picked up. She says she's scared. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold it against you. Thank yeah. you. And, and Lauren, I mean, obviously your memory is obviously far, like you are much older, but what was it like for you coming to Australia, to a, you know, to a brand new country? I mean, that was obviously a big, big impact in your life. Well, I'm saying thank goodness I was so young because if I was much older and I could really sit and think about it, I think when you're young, you just do things that you don't really think of the ramifications. So coming here when I was sort of in my early 30s, I just realized I had to come here for the, for the sake of the kids for safety. Safety was becoming a huge issue and I mm. sort of held my nose and just went and never thought about well, how are we going to live? You know, How are we going to feed these children? Mm. It was crazy. I, I can't actually believe I did it. But thank goodness I did do it the way I did. Mm. But it was, it was, it was daunting, exhilarating, but daunting at the same time because, you know, simple things like, who's your doctor going to be? Mm. Oh, who's, where do I go and get the dry cleaned? Where, dentist, you know, pre-grocer. Everybody knows you've got your little community and suddenly you, you're a yeah. nobody, yeah. you know, and you don't know anybody. Nobody knows you. Mm. You seem like almost like an alien to, to a, a, a lesser extent. But, um, and, and I didn't have any support system at the time. Mm. Obviously people came much later on. So it, it was daunting, but, but exciting at the same time, mm. you know, mm. given my age. Yeah, because they had been waiting 10 years ten, to get like into Australia. Ten years. Wow. Wow. Some issue with our application and then by chance they, what was the story? Oh, you went to a dinner party and there was some gorgeous young um, ambassadors at, at the dinner party, but an absolute fluke. And we happened to be sitting with him and he was saying at, at the time everybody was just, escaping South Africa. And at the time, tongue-in-cheek, he said to me, oh, I suppose you're also trying to get into Australia. And I said, yes, mm. yes, we are. We've mm. waiting 10 years. Mm. He said, it's a long time to wait. Cut a long story short. He looked at the papers. There was something that we had been mismarked on. So the papers came through quite quickly thereafter. So from sort of accepting we're never going to come to Australia to you got to go next week sort of thing. Oh, really? It was, it was that quicker turnaround. It was, it was like two, three months later, whatever. So we had to sort of scramble. So, you know, it was it was quite wow. I hadn't really even thought about it. Maybe, you know, it was good. Mm. I mean, I knew I was coming to an amazing, remarkable country, yeah. but leaving back so much behind, mm. family, friends, just familiarity. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's daunting, you know. So, so you really had to pack up super quickly. Oh, obviously. Wow. Yeah, to to yes, just uh, take that opportunity that was given to you, obviously. That's the thing. We didn't mm. want to sort of let it go. We waited so long and almost had as, you know, thought, well, it's just not going to happen. Mm. And suddenly it's before you and you think, oh, my goodness. And all you can think about is we had just bought a new home. My husband had just bought a business. But all I, I kept saying to Bradley, children's safety, that's mm. paramount. Mm. That's, that's what, what's going to be, our, uh, you know, our main focus. And yeah. that's what we did. Mm, I mean, gosh. it's amazing. If you probably had the time, you know, you've got months or you've got, you know, a year, you probably almost freak yourself out a little bit more knowing you've got this long lead time. But when you can't yeah. think about it, you just go, okay, well, the we plane's leaving, so let's yeah. go. And it's probably mm. the best way to do it. It's obviously a huge adjustment when you arrive, though, because you've got two young kids and you've got it's to start again. You, you know, yeah. it totally depends yeah. on you. you. You guys started from scratch. Like you had to find jobs. You had to absolutely find a house, like everything from scratch with two young kids. I, to I just support. thought we were even thinking because we didn't even have jobs. Like, mm. How do you just land and think, well, okay, where's the money going to come from? Mm. I mean, I it's amazing. Yeah, because we're so young, we probably didn't even, you know, you, you think just, about it. You don't even think about it. You just God. do things that you would not do when you were older, you know. Goodness so, me. A good thing in a sense. Mm. I mean, yeah. looking back on that, Brit, now, like how do you, like what do you feel like? Because obviously if you don't, you know, you don't remember, you might remember the transition here. Yeah. But when you think about that now, could you imagine doing the same thing? 
that your parents did? Yeah, I well, I mean, I don't have kids yet, so I, it's hard for me to think about that side of things. But yeah, I mean, even the fact that I wanted to pack up and go overseas at one point, and it just absolutely terrified me. Like I, I'm actually quite a comfort zone sort of person, and to just pack up my life and move to a whole other country, as you, you know, as you said, leave your friends, family behind, and just have no one there. It just, yeah, it kind of freaked me out. So I just never really did it. Um, but now I regret it. So I feel like, and obviously that's the best decision you haven't made is moving to Australia. Yeah, so, yeah. and I'm so thankful that yeah. they moved here. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's such a, it is a huge, it's a huge you decision said. and it's very brave and courageous. I and mean, we were pretty much the same age as you, as you yeah, are now, you know, which is, which is interesting. Mm, mm. Yeah. I think you've got to do those things when you're young, for sure. Yes. I couldn't imagine doing that now with really? the two kids i mean we we lived in new york for two years but that was on our own you know it was which, different yes. it was so different yes. but you yes. also weren't nece- you weren't settling there forever no exactly you know, it wasn't our forever it's not like no. we were completely leaving sydney behind but yeah to in a short time i mean just packing up for the kids for a week's holiday <laughs> requires like, yeah it requires like a month just to get Planning. up the courage to do it <laughs> And then to, you know, have that in a matter of sort of a week or two weeks when it's everything Everything. is just when you don't have anything on the flip side of it either is just it's incredibly I was going to say, well, much to be admired. Yes. Really. Looking back. Looking back. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Good move though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good move. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's probably good you got into you. Well experienced in travel. I think that's definitely, yeah, you know, would have helped for sure. Yeah, you mean you mean eventually trying to find a job? Yeah, here? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It, it did. It really did help, and I was lucky enough to get into the airline and set at the time, mm. and love that. That actually was my my save, my saving sort of grace because I just loved the airline and people were lovely, and I integrated quite quickly. Because I ha- and I think pe- pe- families who immigrate with a ma- with a wife or a woman um, doesn't have work is much harder to assimilate. Whereas this way forced me into mm. meeting people, society, which yeah. is lovely. Mm. You know, so how other people look other than South Africans, you know, which is important. It's not all about South Africa. You know, this is we're coming to your country. We yes. need to evolve. You know, so it was lovely. And I think probably also, you know, the kids starting school, obviously meeting other parents, obviously assimilating with people like that, obviously is a good way of, you know, meeting the community straight away too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was the best, best yes. thing ever. And yeah. I, I'm still close from all the, with all the people that I went to primary school with. Like, yeah, we had a great group of friends um, and parents. I think you, you became quite close to yeah. some of the parents. So. That's lovely. Yeah, and we lived down the road, so it was very convenient. Mm. I could walk to school, mm. even though you never let me. <laughs> <laughs> very little. See, and that's why you never moved overseas. Exactly. See, I was coddled, and this is why I never moved out. Anyway. You've got time. Don't worry. There's plenty of time. Um, but when you were in high school, obviously you were performing and everything like that. So did you, is that the path you think you wanted to take, more performing as opposed to being a reporter? Yeah, the TV thing didn't really come into the equation until later. I probably had a love for acting first um, just because of drama was just my thing and I loved I loved drama, I loved dancing. So I kind of thought maybe acting would have been a good career path but I knew it was going to be a very difficult career path and, you know, only a select few actually make something of themselves in that world. So I, it was always a bit of a concern for me in high school because I was like, how am I actually going to do this? And then I, I did night courses and things like that and still like had that passion for it. But in the back of my mind, the whole time was thinking, I don't know if this is the right move. And then obviously having like a conservative parent <laughs> who's telling me, you know. You need a career. Make, make a living. Yeah, make a living. <laughs> have a backup career yes. kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to do initially. And then when I left school, I went to, I, went, I had a gap year, went to university, uh, studied media arts production. So it was more of a film degree, I'd say, than a journalism degree. 
And then I kind of worked out, okay, well, if I'm going to do producing or something like that, like maybe that's the way to go. Then I got the internship at Channel 9 in my final year of uni. And as soon as I walked into that place, I was like, Home. this is it. Yeah. Wow, that's like, amazing. This is, where I, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. Stuff the film, like stuff the film <laughs> industry, television is where it's at. And um, yeah, I just love the vibe. I love the atmosphere. I love the buzz of live television. It was, yeah, just felt like home. That was yeah. great. Well, clearly, I mean, because every day is different and you still get, well, especially in your role now, you get that part of the entertainment vibe of it. So you still get to speak to people who have made it, which is great because that's a lot of fun. Yeah. But you also have the day-to-day, which is really one day is never the same as the next, which is incredible for a career and that's probably why you've stayed so long. It's true. It's very hard to get out of it because you realize very quickly that you have a very unique job and people are very kind of like envious of you and, hey, yes. and they say, you know, I'm they sitting at a it. computer in yeah. marketing doing this and that and you're meeting Tom Hanks. So, yes. One way. <laughs> yes. So it is very, you know, it is very um, tough to kind of, because I have thought over the years, what else can I do to try, you know, change it up a little bit or slightly pivot in a different direction. But then again, it's just now doing the live television thing as well. It's just such a rush. And as you say, it's unpredictable. Anything can happen. You have to think on your feet. It's constantly Mm. challenging. And so I do have the best of both worlds in the sense that I've got that live element, but I also have the interview element as well. And I love speaking to people and, you know, telling stories. So, yeah, I have it it pretty good, Uh (laughs) I have to say. (laughs) <laughs> and and Lauren, when Brit started there at Channel Nine, did you sort of imagine that her, you know, that she'd have like such a longevity of of a career there? Was that uh, what you thought, or you sort of thought, oh, well, she'll try it and move on? Yeah, I didn't quite know how it would all sort of pan out, but um, as she sort of stuck it out, and and I think the first few, first six months was quite difficult because. She, she, you know, she worked there for no pay mm. and she did anything that they needed her to do, tea, whatever yeah. they wanted. You know, I thought, well, will this girl really yeah. stick it out for six months? But she did. Mm. And, I mean, then when she got on, you know, when she got into the next sort of section of, 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 of her career, I thought this, this could be long-term. This could really be long-term. And I knew this is where she really wanted to be. So I thought she, she's in the right place. That's you know, great. For, for her personality. Mm. But it, it does take a lot of perseverance as well. Like you, you've got so many people vying for the on-air opportunities. And I was a producer for a long time before I got an on-air role. So it is right place, right time sort of thing as well. But you do have to stick it out. Mm. You do have to do the hard yards and kind of prove yourself as a producer first before they give you that opportunity to put yourself on camera. Okay, so that that's really how you kind of work your way onto Yeah. Onto the screen, basically, really. Wow. Yeah, and, I mean, it's interesting because I work with a whole team of producers and you'd be hard-pressed to find a couple that, you know, don't want to be on camera. It's kind of the goal of a lot of people when they get into television. Mm. But, as I said, few and far between roles. So you've just got to, like, jump at those opportunities and put yourself out there. And, yeah, I I really pushed hard. Like, I had had quite a tough female boss and it was was really tricky for that first step just – putting my hand up and saying, you know, can I can I be the one asking the questions? Can we just try this out? You know, I can do two versions for you, <laughs> those sorts of things. Oh, um, good, good on you. Things. So you you were the one that, you know, it wasn't oh, handed, yeah. handed to you. Yeah, you I know. Think so. But you can tell that because if you've got the longevity and also you have to have that resilience built in almost in a way because you have to have a thick skin, It look, in any career but tv especially yeah yeah. because like you say no one's handing these roles Mm. out to you on a silver platter you've you've got to earn it and also be there at the right place at the right time but if you stick it out you definitely reap the rewards for it on the flip side yeah that's that's so true and i think it's also so personal as well um you know when you're the one on camera and people are judging your performance as opposed to being behind the scenes it's just like a different a different thing so you do become a little bit sensitive but then you've got to get over that and just brush it off and 
I think the biggest problem with me is I'm too hard on myself. So I've learned to kind of just let things go and brush it off. Tomorrow's a new day and, you know, that sort of thing. But I think you'd lose a lot of people along the way because of those things and because of being, you know, judged quite harshly all the time um, and given, you know, although we don't get that much feedback to be honest but <laughs> but I'm sure if you know I was doing something wrong they would tell me so and you obviously but you're obviously are not doing anything wrong because you're going into as you say your 11th year so clearly yeah. you were doing things right. right yeah exactly <laughs> do you often watch do you watch yourself as a I mean I know you said you're very hard on yourself as almost to see how you can change or do you prefer not to have a look and just move on to the next thing so interestingly in the early days as soon as I came off air I'd go straight onto the computer I'd log on and then like watch it back and I would be just ripping myself apart Mm. just in terms of oh I could have said this or I didn't mention this or I stuffed up here or whatever it might be um but now I feel like I don't I don't watch it anymore and I just think I think I'll just naturally get better and better as I do it and I'll I'll kind of just self-manage my, my performance as I'm doing it. I kind of just make a mental note of something when I come off air as opposed to like sitting there and watching and like, yeah. you know, deep diving into every nitty-gritty detail because at the end of the day it is live TV. You watch it for a split second and then it's gone. So mm, mm. You, you have to put that into perspective as well. And your mum's hiding under the covers anyway. So, no, so I, not anymore. Not anymore. It took me a long time to get out of those covers. I can tell you that much. I'm more relaxed now. In the last, I'd say, probably a couple of months. Oh my really gosh, only a couple of months. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I think that's your personality. I think it though. is. Yeah. I just, you know, again, again, it's a protective measure. You don't want your child to, yes. you know, to fall. Say or do you know, say wrong. or do anything wrong. You, you, you want to be there with a safety net to catch them. And so it's more, oh, you know, please just make it get, get through the next two minutes, you know. <laughs> well, I've watched her and I think she's very professional. I've, I've, never, I've never seen you slip up or anything. So you've obviously got a lot of confidence. Yeah, I think, I mean, confidence is key, but... You know, it, it is live and things do happen and, you know, there's issues with vision and and things that, you know, don't go according to plan and you've kind of just got to roll with it. So mm. it doesn't – it's not always smooth. But um, And the scary I, thing for me was there was no training. Yeah. I would have thought they would get grueling, mm. you know, training, like severe training. There's just no training. Like one day you're not on air, the next day you're on air. Yeah, you, start, you start with taped packages and things. So I was doing that for a long time before the live. But then once you're live, it's just learn as you go and, yeah. and improve all along the way. Like everyone says, the more you do something, the better mm. you get. Yeah, and that's the same as all the presenters. Like if you go back and watch their stuff from five years ago, three years ago, you just improve every single time. So Does that also thing. depend on who you're interviewing I mean obviously no but do you or do you just look at Tom Hanks as just a normal person or any of those other ones that it's like or do you all of a sudden you you're in the middle of a an interview and you go oh my god it's Tom Hanks like, <laughs> you know, it's like okay get your focus <laughs> yeah I try and look at them all as just regular normal mm. people and the majority of celebrities are just very normal they, they don't come, you know, when you meet them, they're not the characters that you imagine them to be or they're, you know, often the funniest people are the most serious, for example, in real life. Like I remember meeting Ben Stiller and I was like, oh, my God, Ben Stiller is going to be hilarious. It's and he, be not funny at all. Not funny at all. Boring. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. If you're listening, um, we're really <laughs> grateful, though, by yeah, the way. Right. <laughs> if he's listening, good O. Um, but, yeah, so so I think over time you do just realise that they are kind of normal, regular people. But there is definitely a, when you're doing a red carpet, there's definitely a buzz and you do have to think on your feet very quickly, you know, to be able to banter with the person. I think that's a skill in itself, not yes. just to like switch your questions but come off the back of what they're saying and then yes. ask exactly what you guys do. Yes, well. oh, yeah, you know, like you've got your list of questions but right. at the same time you've got to mean, go with the flow. Otherwise it's it, otherwise you can tell it's awkward and it's and it feels forced and I'm sure they get the same. I mean, I, 
I feel bad when they do these junkets and and the red and carpet. And they have to say the same thing. Because they're clearly getting yeah. the same questions uh, time and time again. But when you really do deep dive into somebody or you ask them something insightful or, you know, just something that's a bit more personal, not obviously for celebrities, not too personal, you know, but you can tell that they actually they're kind engaged. of they're they're thrilled that someone's come up with something. Ask them something different, you know, which is nice. And I think that's, you know, it's an important skill to have and obviously the sign of a very good journalist and reporter, which Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There there is a lot of research that goes into questions because that's my biggest thing. You don't want to ask them something they've talked about a hundred times over. So I do a lot of like deep dive into interviews that they've done in the past, but also just like little tidbits of information, sorry, that they, um, you know, that, that is in their history or whatever that you kind of pick out. And they do, they get surprised and they do kind of give you a bit more of give, give you a bit more life I mm, think just yeah. to rather than as Jordana said the same repetitive yeah. thing obviously I presume exactly. I presume you yeah you're doing the logies aren't you yes yeah that's this weekend mm, so very I've got the task of doing red carpet oh, yeah. and then watch the show and then after party so I'm busy all wow oh, very <laughs> exciting it'll be fun it'll be that'll be a long weekend though I can imagine it's a long weekend and then on air the next morning to report so it's um yeah it's gonna be a big weekend but we haven't had it for two years yeah so, so, so it's, it's yeah exciting time. I was gonna say the next morning's gonna be really interesting I think that's what everybody's <laughs> yes. holding their breath always- for I'm sure <laughs> I think everyone's eagle-eyed just watching Carl. Yes, and Carl. exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. After, yeah. after his, after his uh, yeah, the next morning, the next morning years yes. ago. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think he'd do that again. <laughs> yeah, I think he's learned his lesson from uh, that. I, I, but, um, yeah, the after party is actually quite fun to report out because everyone really is so relaxed after the show. They Like everyone's had one too many drinks yeah. and you do get – such a different vibe from people at the after party because it's just a more relaxed environment. So, yeah, that that's actually I'm looking forward to that. That's very that. nice. Probably no no drinking for you though. No, not too. No, many. just no. one little one. Little one. Just, uh, you just can have one. Room. Yeah, calm the nerves. <laughs> but I, yeah. <laughs> don't drink, Brett. But I think that's also <laughs> the flip side. I think Aussies in general, when you get them together in a room, I think it is a lot more different to, I know it is very different to the Oscars. I'm not comparing the Logies and the Oscars. But although, I don't know, it was pretty dramatic this year anyway. But I think Aussies in general, whether it's celebrities or, you know, people from TV and all that sort of stuff, they generally want to have fun and want to kind of have this camaraderie. And I think you can definitely tell that with the Australians versus Americans and you know so much more laid back and also because I've interviewed them over and over again over the years you do have a relationship with a lot of them because they're coming in to promote nine shows or whatever it might be so a lot of the local celebrities are people that I'm familiar with or, or who have I've interviewed them before so there is kind of like a bit of a rapport there whereas Hollywood celebrities like a Tom Hanks it's just like who are you and you know <laughs> it's yeah kind of a bit out of my comfort zone but yeah I mean was that a bit of a highlight for you would you say it was it was a bit of a surprise they said that he wasn't going to do any interviews because oh. he hadn't done interviews the night before at the Gold Coast premiere and then they sort of pulled me aside and they said look we've got one or two opportunities come to they moved me from like this spot to this spot and then they said you know you've got two questions and I'm like okay am I going to ask because I wasn't prepared to interview him they said that very unlikely you will Mm. and so I sort of just started thinking in my head what can I ask (laughs) and then they say to you no personal questions don't ask about him getting COVID Mm -hmm. in Australia all that kind of stuff so they're they're very strict with PRs around these big celebrities yes and they they do listen in as well because they'll just pull them away right question and then you've missed your opportunity for potentially next time obviously yeah yeah Yeah, exactly you do you do have to tread a little bit carefully but um but yeah no it was great and he was lovely and he gave really good in-depth answers that's very Um, nice we were told to keep them film focused but the film is amazing by the way and there was a lot to ask in in terms of Elvis and his character and everything Mm. so yeah I mean he does he does seem to be a celebrity that comes across so nicely to people Mm. 
yeah. you know, that he is a real a genuine person. Yeah, really yeah. good person. Yeah, those OG celebrities, like the the ones that have been around for a long, long time, are always the best to interview. Yeah. Like, I feel like some of the younger mm, the newbies, stars, like the newbies mm. are a little bit like too yeah, cool they're for school. A bit diff- yeah, a bit tricky sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say, have you ever? Had, you don't have to say who it was, but when you were talking about Tom Hanks, I had this like flashback to Pete Overton with Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Cruise, the other Tom. Yeah. Have you ever had those awkward moments on camera or not? And you don't have to say who it is, obviously. I wouldn't say awkward moments, but it's like what we were speaking about before. If you do ask a question that they're totally disinterested in, you do get answers that you're just like, oh, my gosh, like this, you've given me nothing here. Mm, You know what mm. I mean? I've I've had one or two questions where it's like two two words. Answers, kind of thing, and then they they just sort of shut shut down, and then you've got to try and engage them, them yeah. again and engage yeah. them again. So yes. so that's where it becomes a little bit challenging, and you feel like the heat rising because oh, no. <laughs> you know you've got to like pull this back. But it happens on a on a very rare occasion. I think if you're just open and genuine, and they they know you care about what you're asking, mm. and, and you're engaged, I think you always get a pretty good response. Lovely. Lauren, have you had a favourite moment of Brits over the last few years or last decade? That you've looked at, you know, from under the covers. From under the covers, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, no, not not any – look, I'm extremely proud of her. I'm extremely Mm. extremely proud of what she's achieved. And, you know, as I said, the thing that surprises me most is that there is no formal training. So I'm almost in awe each and every time she is on – Mm. on live TV, I, I think, my goodness, how do you do this? You know, mm. especially when you haven't got guidelines, don't do this, you do this, you don't do that. You know, it's something to follow. So, no, I, w- I wouldn't say there's one particular moment. I'm just generally, yeah, very proud of her. That's lovely. What she's achieved. Yeah, yeah. I'll say. <laughs> and they, I have to say, my parents watch everything, like every story, every feature package, every live, you watch everything. And I do critique it after every Yeah, year. yeah. She, oh, sends me, she, she sends me a text after every, oh, wow. everything I do and she says, love that, or mostly comments about my hair and makeup. It's a mix of things. Yeah. But you do like to comment on, oh, I like that dress that you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. A little bit too much. That's very nice. Very I nice to have that. that. I know. Well, that's honestly one of the best perks of working yeah. television <laughs> is just being able to wake up out of your bed, like looking so disheveled. You and then drop up to work and then you've just like transformed. It's, is it's it, um, if you yeah. don't mind, or maybe is it your wardrobe like it, or do they dress you? So we get a wardrobe allowance and then it's a bit of a mix of I'll go and find things and send it to our head of style and then she kind of approves it on the budget and then purchases it for me. But a lot of the stuff, like I try and buy things that I can actually wear outside of work as well. So I do keep my own clothes at home. Mm. But if I leave, I think the rule is that you do have to give a lot of the stuff back So because it's part of like the wardrobe. Yes. I'm sure anybody would fit into your clothes. No, I was going to say, I don't think there'd be too many. No, No, it's hard to dress me, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yes, it's it's the height, for those who don't know. It's the height. It's not anything else. No, but you're very tiny as well. Tiny. Yes. I'm sure you've got something pretty spectacular then for the Logies. We'll have to watch. Yes. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. I've got a a nice dress. I'm really happy with it. Oh, lovely. I look forward to seeing it. I know it is, it is fun getting dressed up for those things. I have to say, yeah, that's the one thing I wouldn't want like a Kardashian lifestyle, but I definitely would want a glam team. Yeah, if I could, oh God, totally. If I could, I would. Yeah, <laughs> just not being able to think about it, I think, yeah. is just the the nice things. Not just and and then also you can focus on what you're doing in the morning. Like when I sit in the hair and makeup chair, I'm just reading through my topics and kind of writing things down. And so I I really get to focus. They can kind of do all that stuff. Yeah, lovely. The physical side of things, and mm. then I can focus on the work. That's great. And sorry, Lauren. Now back to you. <laughs> I was going to say back to you. I mean, obviously having, you know, been in travel for 40 years, I mean, and you were, you know, touching on saying how, you know, it was sort of hard but also, uh, you know, 
probably a different time, an enjoyable time. How's it now? Like obviously back to full time, hectic. I mean. It's gone from zero to 150, like overnight. Like yes. Floodgates opened and. and Floodgates are open. Totally. And I think people are so, uh, they've got so much pent up energy that they want to expend and get overseas um, and are just itching to go. So, you know, it's almost like frantic. Mm. It's, it's actually frantic at the moment, and 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 it's not just me. It's across all the whole industry, and the industry is very slow at the moment because every, they've had a lot of lost staff. It has a ripple effect right throughout the industry. Cruises, mm. you know, hotels, everybody's suffering. You can for lack see, of staff yeah. So many people left the industry because there was well, no bank. Yeah, mm. you can see it just from to, the airport alone. Airport, yeah, even yeah. even trying to get just a passport. To, yeah, or oh, trying to get a passport. Absolutely, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Every aspect related to travel. Has been affected so badly, um, and it, it, it's 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 frustrating because people all they want to do is just go out and have a fabulous holiday. And sometimes you can't even make that happen for things like can't get a passport or mm. you can't get onto flights. flights. Yes, yeah, the flights. flights. I, I believe the flights are a nightmare, and oh, they're, they're cancelling and changing prices. Oh my yes. goodness! So it, it's 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 very it's challenging at the moment. It's not as you know, enjoyable the way it should be. It's extremely challenging, but I think it'll settle. I think it's a flash in the pan, and I think probably in the next six months it'll settle and then it'll come back because everybody's having to be retrained again. Mm. People who, who've lost their airlines, pilots, you know, there's so few pilots and they just get moved across the, the globe. Mm. So every every part of the industry is being affected and everybody's being retrained again, and that's making everything much slower and frustrating for the consumer, you know, the the, end, uh, the, the traveller. So it's, yeah, it, it's tough. It's have, tough. Have, have you planned uh, like are you you heading off we were going to greece in two days time or four days time and we just can't even get there oh, wow yeah well she was brit wanted to stay back at the logies which yes. is absolutely okay yeah. then we pushed it forward just after the logies and it, it's just it's too it's too expensive and it's too, just no flights mm. and i'm just too busy as well yes yeah, my mom gets offered these incredible educations sure. at these to try new hotels and try new destinations and she was offered such an amazing one in Greece for six nights and mm. she could bring someone with, which mm. is unusual because we can never bring partners because cool, it's off wow. the market. Yes, yeah. so yes. Bridget, you want to come along, you know, and yeah. we really had this plan. It was going to be so exciting, but just can't get it for the Just can't. You just can't. Yeah. Just got no time. Oh, it's such a shame. That is so a shame. It's, it's a shame, but it's, it's fine. But, yeah, we're thinking we're maybe thinking August. May, yeah, later in the year. Yeah. Trying to do maybe do something. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that was my next – well, when was your last family hot – like – did you often do family holidays or was it more on your own? Yeah, well, we had the benefit of all throughout our like lives travel. just going to these amazing places and experiencing things that not a lot of people can experience because of my mum's connections and, you know, in the luxury travel world, I guess you could say. So, yeah, we travelled a lot, um, but our last family holiday was 2019, mm. just before the pandemic. We yes. did... South of France, Tuscany, mm. London. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was the three of us. Chad wasn't with us though. No. Mm. So the three of us did it. Which so Britain and I started off with France together by ourselves, and then Bradley joined us later, and we did Tuscany together and London, and then you you stayed on for a little bit longer to spend some time with your friends. So that was lovely because it's it, you know it just brought back memories of traveling together as a family. Lovely. So, it was yeah, beautiful. Because we hadn't traveled together for quite a while before that, so yeah. it was it was really nice to be able to spend some. Quality time together. Yeah, it was beautiful. And, and I just get love the perks. I'm like, 100%. I'm like, anytime they go away, I love just just trying to tag along in any way I can. But is so. it hard? Obviously, with I mean, obviously, Lauren now, you know, obviously being hectic uh, with travel again, and and obviously with your obviously busy schedule. How how do you then try and get a, a holiday together? How how yeah. does it work with your schedule, or even just time during the week? Yeah. Well, well, I think my my family knows. Certainly, my husband knows. Brad knows, and and so does Brittany know that I do have to. My work never stops. So even when we travel together, very often when they're sleeping, I'll continue because it's Australian time when we are. So I've got to often work through the night. But you know, whatever it takes, it doesn't matter because I still am on holiday, so I can enjoy the time that I'm not working. But um, it, it's it's maneuvering. It's maneuvering, you know, and uh, just it's a bit of a balancing act. But it somehow works. They yeah. just they just get it to work. 
Yeah, I, I was kind of on the fence about missing the Logies because we hadn't had it for two years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when my mom said this came up, I was like, oh, it's like literally the weekend of the Logies that we'd have to be leaving. And so, but I think if it did come together, I probably would have considered it yeah. just because I also really want to travel and, and go yeah. overseas. Um, but I think it's all worked out because I, I am very excited now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Major promo. <laughs> yeah. Like seeing yeah. all the photos on social media. Yes. Yes. I know the fit. I mean, obviously, you've got some great memories of travel. Do you have a favorite destination? I mean, whether it's being a kid or as an adult, do you have a favorite destination? Oh my God, there have been so many. Like, we, we've been schooled beyond. Yeah. It's, oh, it's you're so lucky. It's embarrassing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's like living Tom Hanks's life some, sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's that's ridiculously embarrassing. But I think um, I, I'm, I'm talking for you. Yeah, yeah. The game reserve was yeah. pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a real, it's a real life experience. Yeah. And we stayed at like probably the best one I'd say it's beautiful. in South Africa. So that was amazing. That was just a very once in a lifetime, you know, a very different kind of experience. I love the skiing holidays. You hated the skiing <laughs> holidays. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go and do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I, you know, like Britt always says to me, she says, you must have Italian blood. I'm always convinced I've got some Italian blood because you love Italy. Back oh, to Italy. So good. Some way, in some way, shape or form, I'm always back to Italy, even mm. if it's for, just Rome for two days or Florence or whatever, or Tuscany or anything else. So I think we always try and incorporate yeah. Italy. And, I mean, we do go back to Europe mostly. Yeah. Um, we just love, you know, the three main countries, Italy, France, and 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 the UK. And I've got to keep saying to myself, no, you've got to go to other countries. You've got to do other things <laughs> because you've got to but, go for your clients. But you, get, you I, get drawn to those places I all the time. I'm so drawn to those you places. Know what, you know what you love and especially, you know, now that it's been taken away for so long, you don't want to miss those opportunities again and you don't want to try someone new mm-hmm. just in case. True. You don't like I, it as much. And yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> and also because my time to actually travel is actually quite short. Yeah. You know, always driven, but also I'm driven by where my clients are going and where they're interested. So I do try and target the countries and the destinations that they are thinking of so I can just go almost ahead of them and ensure and, and look and, and inspect, and know, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So I do I keep that in mind all the time as well. But I think I think a, a game a game reserve experience, Jordana, if you get the opportunity with your kids, it is when they're older. They, yeah, they, I think we've got to wait for them to be a bit Yes, a little it's bit a older. Very amazing, amazing yeah. experience. It really, yeah. Is. Everyone and who goes, know, everybody says it's, says it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you can't like that's you know that's something that you cannot replicate anywhere, anywhere in the world. In it's the so world. unique. It's yeah. such a unique experience, you know. So yeah, yeah. We're hoping maybe to go back at the end of the year, and I want to take my partner Aaron because he has never been to South Africa either. So. Yeah, hopefully we can get that together. We've got enough time. <laughs> I was going to say, so, yeah, just, just a little hint for your mum. Just be like, ah, so there's just another planning. holiday. <laughs> she keeps saying, have you found out anything? I said, no, I have not. My clients come first. If, you, if you're a full-paying client, you can come to me. Otherwise, you're at the back of a queue. Yeah. <laughs> that's like me at the moment. Yeah, that's going like through me. that at the moment. Yeah, because we're building and we haven't started yet. But, you know, mum will be like, I'm sorry, I haven't worked on the house this week. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna, like, that is look after. Unacceptable. My, my, my paying clients yeah. first. Unacceptable. Yeah, yes. You go. You go. I was going to say, if you can't reap the benefits as family, no, but it's fine. Um, before we go, we're going to jump into the all about us section. So one word to describe your relationship when Britt was a teenager. Ooh, challenging. <laughs> One word. How do you think I was such a nerve-wracking, rather? Let me, let me okay. put nerve-wracking. Just because they're going through, you know, they're trying to assert themselves. They're trying to do things that you think they're not ready to to even try and do. Fake IDs and you know all that sort of stuff. <laughs> she's trying to get me. Yeah, she's trying to give away all your secrets. You, know, you, you better obliterate that. Um, just no, just I think just going, moving, evolving to different stages yeah. is quite. It's quite I found quite challenging mm. because you just want to keep them back the whole time, and you know that's not really the right thing to do. So one word, yeah, probably a bit more more so nerve wracking. <laughs> Did you feel the same way, Britt? <laughs> um, probably yeah, not. I, I'd oh. say probably just a, we had probably a bit more of a difficult relationship in the teen years as opposed to now in adult adulthood I'd say um but still always very close mm. just just a sort of push and pull yeah. kind of adjustment 
Yeah, so, yeah. so that leads to the next question. The one word to describe your relationship now in adulthood. I feel like we're much more in sync now because you you know that I'm in a good place and you know what I mean. I'm, yeah, I think brutally honest. Oh yeah, honest. Actually, honest. that's a good, a good one. one. Yeah, I think it's a very good one. Yeah, yeah. Actually, honest. You know, I always say to Brit, I don't need to be your friend. You've got enough yeah. friends. Mm. I need to be your mother. Mother. Your mother. Yeah. yeah, yes. That's why. And equally, I always say to her, you need to be brutally honest with me. Mm. So I, I would say, yeah, honest. Yeah, I agree. What characteristics do you think Brit has of you? <laughs> we're so different. <laughs> it's so crazy because no, we're so like OCD, neat, freak. I'm not like that at all. I think just more more about hobbies. We both love exercising, walking, traveling. It's more about our hobby, hobbies. hobbies what we enjoy say. doing rather yeah, than together, you know, probably, or yeah, yes. even on your own. Yeah, our character traits are actually quite different. Yeah. Because you know, as you say, I am OCD. But it's funny because we get along so well. So it's it's interesting that we're we're such different people, but we we just somehow click and are in sync. Obviously, it's a mother daughter thing. But it goes um, both ways. It can be something you know, opposites yeah. attract, and then sometimes you know, sure. on the flip side, if you're similar, you also get along. It's it's a personality thing at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Is so Chaz true. a bit more like you, Lauren? Would you say like? A little, mm, little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, not not the OCD thing. Oh no, 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 no one got no, that. No, no one got that. That's funny. Nobody got neat. Nobody got OCD. Nobody got any of that. But um, probably is more like me in terms of character, character, character. Personality. I would say so. But also the dancing thing was definitely from my mum because dancing runs through my whole mum's yeah. side as well. Yeah. She yeah. is a dancer. My grandmother, my auntie. So that's, yeah, and, yeah, the, the smallness I got from you too. Yeah. <laughs> and, you'll, and, you'll say, oh, and you'll say, thanks, thanks very much. Thanks very much for that. But you, you, you're, you're be- okay with it now. As I was saying, you're beautifully proportioned, yeah. so I wouldn't even, wouldn't worry. You're gorgeous. Um, so what characteristics, I guess, then do you think you got from your grandmother? Which, your your mum? Yes. Mama or, or, or? Yeah. Um. Ooh. Fashion, love of fashion, I'd say maybe. I don't know. Is that a, it's not really a characteristic. No, but so. still. Um, what do you think? Maybe an eye for design. Hmm. Not sure okay. about that one. Okay, okay we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. But certainly from your from your dad's yeah, side. Yeah, more on my dad's, dad's side. side. I'm much more similar to to, to my his mother, to his mother on my dad's side. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she was the one that you said, obviously, you know was happy in the limelight and obviously yeah. was, you know, full of drama and... and Yeah, just yeah. that love of performing. Yes. Performing. Yeah. 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 I mean, Brit doesn't actually particularly like to actually be in the limelight normally. Do you? Uh, I Like, no, probably not naturally. Not, but Not naturally. But you're we're forced we're, to. Yeah. You're forced yeah. to. But yes. My, my mother-in-law very much was. She had, mm. you know, she just commanded the room she was beautiful and she was lovely but I think the performing arts and all that sort of thing made a big deal. Um, yeah was more like yeah Doreen yeah <laughs> I can say some other things but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do tell we're always very honest we, it always leads to it's funny when we have mothers and daughters it always leads to like follow-on not necessarily with us but afterwards they always have these follow-on conversations saying oh we should like I never knew that about mm what you know this or that person and then it you know there are other conversations so yes you're welcome to have other conversations <laughs> that aren't recorded yeah. um the most memorable moment in your relationship that's a hard one because we I would say just when we're when we have that quality time together traveling I'd say that's probably the most memorable only because we're both not focused on jobs and we can actually be you know ourselves and who we yeah. want to be and yeah. we actually get into chatting and talking and it's just quality time yeah, really nice. I think we lack that quality time just because of the business of our lives mm. yes and I think that for me is a huge highlight um is and I think that's more the reason that I love to travel with you is because we can actually kick down yeah and actually spend time together even if we're not talking just being next to yes. each other reading a book together I don't know it, we it, it feels like it's a, it's a good mesh at that time mm. That's lovely. And who gives the best advice? You, my mum gives amazing advice, which is very real advice, and she's always the voice of reason for me. So she's always like not telling me what I want to hear. She'll always 
give me the realest advice. And, and I don't know, I think you always kind of know best. As much as I sometimes don't want to admit it, I think in the end I do see the light and I'm like, okay, you did say that or you did warn me about that or... Well, I do always say to you, I've got nothing to gain by by this. I, mm. you know, for me, it's not a one-up chip. I've got nothing to gain by it. I only need my, – my only concern is to have um, – for you to have the best out of life. So whatever information or whatever advice I'm giving you, know it comes from the best possible place. Yeah. Not from – there's no there's no ulterior motive no. in any way, shape, or form, and that's what mm. a yes. mother-daughter relationship's like. Yes. But I think you, for me, also – I keep coming back to brutally honest. You tell me things I don't want to hear, which I need to hear, which is fabulous. Because nobody else will tell you. Mm. So you need to know who you are. Yeah. Or when you, you know, it could be just something even physical. That you know, that scarf looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. We and did have a conversation about the scarf. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but but the scarf stayed. The scarf stayed, obviously. Love it. What's the best advice she's ever given you? Do you think? Me, my mum. Mm. Me. Mm. Gosh. Um. Stay humble. Yeah, I'd say humility. Just staying humble, and you know, as big as what you're doing or you, in your career. Just staying humble, staying true to yourself. Um, staying grounded. Yeah, grounded. I would say, and I think I think I've I think I have sort of remained humble. I, I hate talking about myself. This is like <laughs> this, this is, is not, <laughs> not, me, not me. But yeah, yeah. well, I guess you're used to always talking to, to other people, to others, not true. about yes, exactly. yes, yes, yeah. And is there a time in your life you wish you could relive, not necessarily change? Mm. Sounds like the travel again. Gosh, I know. Um, ooh, that is a tricky one. Do you have anything? Well, maybe going back to our immigration, I, would I relive it? I might want to relive it and maybe think about it differently or, or do things that I didn't do, prepare prop, you know, properly. Maybe, not that it would have changed anything, I don't yeah. believe, but I guess when I think about it now, thinking about the responsibility of my kids that I was dragging along to a new country, I should have stopped and thought about it more seriously, but knowing the ultimate gain was security, I, I suppose I, I would come back to the same decision. Yeah. No, not that I would ever want to remain in South Africa. I love this country hugely. Mm. Um, but I just think maybe because I was so young then and I didn't really think about it much, just got up and went. I don't know if that was such a clever thing to do without planning ahead, but somehow but it, but it, clearly, it clearly was. Yeah, in it the was, end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we got yeah. there. Yeah, it's probably the travel for me, just remembering those experiences and being in places that you're just kind of in awe and, you know, you just kind of pinch yourself and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually experiencing this and I'm here and doing things that, you know, no one would ever get to experience. And my mum does remind us of that. Like mm-hmm. when we do have these amazing holidays, it's always just remembering like you are so lucky to be yeah. here kind of thing, yeah. which we are, yes. you know. So, yeah, I'd say and that comes back to just remain humble. Yeah, you know, exactly. Don't take things for granted. You know, just remain humble and just every day is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't so lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, I mean, I can't imagine it's very often given your schedules, but how many times a day do you think you call each other? <laughs> we were just laughing about that because this is really I said, no, we actually don't speak hardly at all. <laughs> that is not true. We are texting all the time. We text all the time. We send each other like Instagrams all the time of inspiration and things like that. Like we always, we're in constant communication. We are. But yeah. I think my mum would love to chat to me five times sure. a day if she could. But um, you don't have the time. the time. But we don't have the time. We really and don't. we do respect each other in, in each other's jobs and we know how busy we both are, so we do give each other space as well. And who I, who calls the most? I well, I call you when I want something. Mostly, I know, I know. mostly, <laughs> which is a lot of which is a, a lot of you know, yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. But you do call to check on to check on me. Yeah. yeah, yes, maybe maybe fifty fifty. Hmm. For different reasons. For different reasons. <laughs> that's all right. As long as you know, if, if it's different, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Is there anything you've always wanted to? ask each other or tell each other but never have? Mm. I just probably for me, like 
my my mum's the type of person who's just so selfless and will do everything for Chad and I, you know, above herself any day of the week and just puts in so much effort for for us to just give us everything and has done all our lives. And so it's just a gratitude thing as well, you know, just being that's very nice. Oh, that's lovely. That's so nice. <laughs> it is lovely. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's lovely. I, yeah. But, we, you know, we do actually write beautiful cards to that's each other do. every Mother's Day and, and that's nice. birthdays and things like that. So we kind of express, we write yeah. everything get down. Get it on paper. Year and get it all down on paper. And I, I do very good cards. You do. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the long essays of, you know, we sort of touch on everything that we may not have expressed during the year not or the month. Or and we express everything that we want to say on a maybe a daily basis that we don't get to say. Yeah. And we try and sort of put it all into a oh, card. so nice. Yeah, very and nice. I mean, as we all do, keep all keep our cards, them. but they're literally essays and essays mm. and essays, you know, which is lovely. Yeah. So it sort of keeps you. It would. It, it, it reminds you of the beautiful things. Yeah, that what a what what a great relationship yeah. you both have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Absolutely. very nice. Yes. Well, well, it's been lovely chatting to you both. We're looking forward to the Logies. Yes, we'll round up. Ooh. Don't Ooh. have too high expectations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're excited about the fashion. We're excited about the fashion, full stop. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. I'm very excited to well, see what Yeah, it. have a have a wonderful time. Enjoy and, and look forward to seeing you. And thank you, obviously, Lauren and Britt, for your time. And I know it's very precious and you're both very busy people. And thank, thank you, you so for much. inviting us. It was lovely to oh, you. No, it, was lovely. Pleasure. It, was, it was actually lovely to recap the memories. So it, thank you. Oh, good. That. No, that's pleasure. Yes. Everybody, everybody cool. always kind of says the same. So it's great. But, yeah. But you won't stop and think about those things, actually. No. You never, you never think you, and you don't verbalize them because you sort of just yeah, move just on. Just move on, exactly. Stop. Life, life leads roses. you that don't way. Stop and smell the roses. Exactly. You know? oh, well, I'm glad you could stop and smell the roses for an hour well (laughs) thank you thank you for inviting us pleasure Bye. bye guys bye thank you so much for listening to this week's episode if you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share send us a dm on instagram at mothers and daughters pod if you loved this episode please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend don't forget to rate and review the podcast See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.